0: Welcome to the Working Moms podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, Pamela Moss, estate planning attorney, mom, and owner of Law Mother. All right, welcome. Today's guest is Kristen. She is the CEO of Omnitracks, which is a startup bike company. And thank you so much for being here today, Kristen. Yeah, thank you, Pam, for having me. This is fun. And today we are gonna be talking about following your heart, and I know you recently transitioned from corporate America to a startup, and I'd love for you to share your journey.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pam, again, for having me. I really love the work you're doing and the way you support moms of all stages. Um, I just think your beautiful little journey with your girl is so sweet, and um, yeah, we need to come together, so this is awesome, so thank you. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So our, my, my story, Um, you know, just the process of life has really, I thought when I first was in my career that things would just happen for me. And I kind of let life just bounce me around. I was in the food industry. I happened to marry a chef and we had some ventures together. We've kind of had um, entrepreneurial foray. I call us serial entrepreneurs, we kind of start lots of different things and see what sticks. Um, but once I had my babies, I was like, we need some stability. And so I got into corporate America. I started working for a finance company. Um, I was—I sold to financial advisors. i sold different insurance products, which I know you offer to your clients. And while working with financial advisors, um, I ended up having a territory where I would travel every other week. And I met, I had a territory of 11 states. I had 400 advisors I was working with closely. And my youngest at the time, so I had two boys, um, was two. And um, I asked my husband to stay home from his chef career, basically. He stepped out of a restaurant to be the stay-at-home parent. And while on that journey, I decided that um, I wanted to be a financial advisor. So I went through all the credentials of doing that. and. Through that evolution, I ended up starting to work for an advisor on their team, and it was great. I loved helping clients, and then all of a sudden, I was like, I ran into some people who were doing business startup and talking about all the things they were creating with the financial power. We were working with high net worth clients, and um, some of them were being investors in all these businesses that were making a, a, a different kind of impact than we were doing at an individual level, and I was like, if I would ever leave finance, it would be to work with a venture capital company. Um, and I think following your heart, I, being in the corporate America world for a little while, I was really passionate about ESG type investing. Are you familiar with that, Pam? Yeah. But why don't you explain it for people who might not be familiar? Yeah. So ESG is, stands for environmental social governance, and it's a way that, um, companies can invest and run their business with a higher level of transparency. So they put profit of the company in complete parallel with the people that they manage, the customers that they serve and plan it, all the areas that their company impacts from an environmental standpoint. Um, they have measures so that they know that they're doing it in a sustainable way. And I was like, we have to invest in companies this way. And I was just hitting some roadblocks with that. I was um, in my current company and I happened to call an advisor um, that I'd worked with in my past life um, two, Mays, two Mays ago now, so about 18 months ago. And I just called to wish him a happy birthday. He was one of my favorites. And I was like, Sean, happy birthday. How are you? How's, how's the finance business? He's like, I sold it. And I'm investing in companies right now. And I was like, no way, get out of here. What are you, what are you investing in? And um, he's doing, I mean, he's got like, I don't don't even know how many businesses he invests in and consults on and all of that. And he's like, but he's like, Kristen, I have all these ideas and I've loved working with you in the past. Can we keep the door open to partner up at some point? And I was like, yeah, sure, great. And so several months later, he contacted me and he's like, we're looking at buying a bike business. Would you be interested in- being the leadership of this it's me and another investor and we need somebody to like corral it all and i was like i've never done anything like at this level um, but i'm up i'm up for the challenge and um, i just at that point started telling him like you know whatever i get involved with i want it to be a b corp which is a company that um, gets certified that they're following all those esg standards um, they can actually get a stamp. It's an entire community of businesses that I just think are are amazing companies. Um, some of the big ones you've heard of would be Tom and Jerry's, Danon, um, and there's lots of lots of companies that are adhering to that and more and more all the time. And I just think it's a global movement that's so important and just really fires me up. And he's like, "Kristen, every company I do as a B Corp, he he, um, the entire mission of his companies is um, to." be well, holistically in your person and to do good, to like influence positively the areas that you influence in business. And I was like, all right, if we can run this bike company like that, let's do it. And so um, Omnitrax was born and we've had a lot of fun just bringing the people in that are like-minded in that whole area. We've signed on a contract with 1% for the planet, which was started by the Patagonia founder and one other, like-minded gentlemen. Um, So we are official 1% for the planet members and um, yeah, like giving back and being a part of that community is really important to our company. So I love that.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to pull out a few things that you shared about your journey, just to kind of ask some follow-ups if you don't mind. Sure. Um, So the first part you were talking about is kind of your initial journey from, you know, this relationship where you and your husband, it sounds like we're in entrepreneurial endeavors together. And then you had children and you're like, okay, <laughs> we need to, we need to stabilize that. Yes. Um, and it sounds like that was kind of the season of your life of, you know, taking a step to maybe, um, kind of ground yourself in a different, different path. And I'm just curious, how was that? Like at that time for you, um, how, how did that kind of that go? And, how has it kind of informed how you take things now in this, in this step?
1: Yeah. I think when you first have babies, you're in survival mode. And I think honestly for the first five years of both of my boys life. So my oldest is two and a half years older than my youngest. It wasn't until my youngest was five. So the first seven and a half years of their life of having kids, I think we were just like shell-shocked of like, we've just got to keep people fed. Um, And, you know, clean up messes and can't have nice things because it all gets broken. We have two boys. Um, And I was really, really thankful for the stability of corporate America, like the insurance benefits, not having to worry about any of that. They had this really scheduled, like here, if you do X, Y, and Z, you can get a promotion, you can make more money. Um, There was some, there were some good things in that survival mode. I didn't have to think about work if that makes sense. It was all cookie cuttered for me. And I, I I think it was just what I needed in that season. And then it, all of a sudden your heart just starts to long. As soon as you get kind of, for me, when I came up from air for air after those first seven and a half years, it was like, there's other things I want. There's, there's things that aren't being fully satisfied here. I don't necessarily love being tied to a desk from nine o'clock to five o'clock or know being required to have to do that kind of stuff um having multiple layers of political things hoops you have to jump through is just getting really old for me and it was they were i was working for good companies you just can't get away from that and sometimes there's a a toxic leader in the bunch of a bunch of good leaders and that affects you and um i just started to weigh those things out and think if I could do, if I could do things different, and also I just felt like finance is one of those areas. There's a lot of progressive people, but I also felt like it wasn't embracing some of the um, more non-tangible, non-profit-centered pieces that I think we need to start seeing as as profitable. Like a healthy planet and healthy humans is, to me, longer-lasting than the dollar at the end of the day. And how do we have impact on that was just really starting to like bubble up in my heart. Um, I love that.
0: And I love that permission, right? From going from being a serial entrepreneur to giving yourself permission to have that stability. And then now really kind of this message that you've described of, you know, some people might feel like, okay, um, you know, it's too late for me. I can't make a change. I can't, you know, reinvent myself. And really, And what I heard from you is this message of, you know, it's never too late. You can reinvent yourself. Uh You can take other opportunities. And such a beautiful message there of, you know, just calling someone to say hello and happy birthday and it turning into a huge opportunity for you to to live with that intention. Um, So I wanted to kind of draw on a little bit more about that living um, intentionally and purposefully. And I know that's a big part of it sounds like the mission behind the, the company, but also what led you to this opportunity. And can you share a little bit more about kind of the intentional and purposeful decision um, behind you creating this startup and being part of it and um, what you are hoping to create with this company as well?
1: Yeah, um, that's such a big question and I'll do my best to answer that. Um, I think... One of the biggest purpose driven parts of this company for me is that um, we look at, I wanna make it easy for people to be healthy. I mean, if, have you ridden an electric bike before Pam? No, I have a mountain bike and a road bike and I do not have an electric bike. <laughs> So I know I'm seeing them all over. I mean, coronavirus has drastically changed the biking industry, Um, but it's really fun to sell toys like, you you know, and in my past experience, selling concepts to people, sometimes having to paint doomsday scenarios to um, illustrate the point, like, I hope these things never happen to you. They're... Hypothetical, intangible things. I mean, you can watch numbers on a screen go up and down. Um, to actually like say, "Hey, come sit on this fat tire bike and you know pedal a little bit, and it'll go for you." <laughs> um, it's it's so fun to sell toys. Um, so I think the element of bringing joy to people and making moving easy. Um, both of our founders um, work on the conservation committee in their little community up in Boston, and. The way it was the company came to be was one of them had injured both his knees he was an athlete all through high school college and um he's having to have double knee replacement and he's not even 40 yet and um that just really impacted his life and i think when it comes down to the day-to-day of just moving our bodies um th- this was just something that was really fun. I mean, you and I connected through doing our fitness competitions. And I think being healthy is an important part of both of our lives. I think you can relate to that. So being able to give that gift to people, like I watched my mom get on one and she hasn't really ridden a bike a whole lot and she um, actually just bought one. So it's, uh, (laughs) it's really fun to see people pick something back up that they used to love as a kid and feel like a kid again. Oh my gosh. I love that, Kristen.
0: And I didn't even think about the power of electric bikes to do that. Um, so I apologize for not knowing, but it's so clear to me as, as you describe it. Yeah. The idea that, um, folks who may have, have an injury or they haven't been riding for a long time is that, I mean, that's what the electric bike, I always just assumed it was like a more convenient thing. (laughs) Ah, yeah, (laughs) or that you could use, but could you, for people who are like me, who are ignorant about electric bikes, could you explain a little bit
1: more about them and why, um, why they really can enhance people's lives? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think electric bikes come in a lot of different variations, but in their simplest form, pedal assist is the terminology used in the industry. And so we specialize in mid drive motors, which have more of a pedal touch. There's some bikes that when you pedal, they just take off at whatever speed. So you can have five to eight different, um, motor assist levels. And depending on how high you have the level, it can really take you off or do a little bit, but ours are like as much effort as you put in the bike will match that. So if you're wanting to go a little bit slower, um, but have some assistance, it just takes the edge off the Hills. You can go out further than you think you can because then you maybe normally would on a normal bike because, got help coming back um and i mean it helps rehabilitate injuries um my husband's had a couple has had knee surgery himself and he's been riding our electric bikes a lot because it just helps take even that edge of potentially riding a bike out of that additional pressure um so and i've also heard of couples like one of them's really into biking but the and the other one has felt like they couldn't keep up so (laughs) if you have somebody who loves to bike and you like to bike, but you don't, you always feel like you're being left in the dust. That's another reason people have gotten electric bikes to keep up with somebody they love, which I think is really great.
0: I love that. That is so yeah. true. <laughs> I've definitely had that situation, not with my husband, but I've definitely been in that situation in the past. I love that. Um, it's the great equalizer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is the pedal assist something that you can kind of dial up or dial down? Yes. Yep. So Our, our bikes come with five different speeds and on five, you barely pedal and it's really doing a lot for you. And you feel like superwoman, like I'm going up a hill and just, you know, like nothing it's great, (laughs) but you can also turn it way back and get a true workout if you want to do that too. So they're very versatile, which is great. I love
0: that. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you really want to share about the company, about Omnitracks and kind of your role there and how you um, really kind of see that journey to continue?
1: Yes. I, so the other, other thing that we offer that, um, I don't talk about as much cause it's not as new, um, as far as like technology, but we've partnered, this is another part of, uh, following your heart and doors will open. Um, the founders of the company were like, we want to sell wooden bikes. And I was like, okay. And I just looked, I just started Googling wooden bikes. And there was one that was heads above, or heads, heads above head and shoulders. Sorry heads and shoulders above the rest. And they were based in Europe out of, I thought England at the time, but they're actually out of Latvia. And, um, I just happened to reach out to the company and be like, we love your bikes. I could tell they were on the sustainable mission. We're like, we love what you're putting out there about, um, being natural and sustainable. And, um, we're, we're looking to form that we'd love to just an introductory conversation. I'm, fast forward 6 months um, we're we, we are the distributor for these bikes and we're looking at even a more deep partnership we're going to have north and south america as our distribution for them and um, they're going to cover europe and um asia and we're going to have the americas and the bikes are just so beautiful um and you know they're they're working on technology too we have he's had like an some of the Latvian Olympians and um pros he's given bikes too to like test them to their limits and like our wooden race bike for example um was given to an Olympic cyclist and he um has ridden the bike 70,000 miles he's gotten it up to like 100 miles an hour like um it's just he's done such a quality job with these wood bikes and they're gorgeous so so if someone's listening and like me, has
0: never heard of a wood bike before. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I was saying I need to come to your house and yeah, is, that, is the like main kind of goal with a wooden bike is because of the sustainability and kind of the environmental footprint, or what is kind of the the reason behind wooden bikes?
1: Yeah, wooden bikes are less. I mean, we we so part of our one percent for the planet is um we do, we're donating to planting trees. Um, so yes wood growth versus invasive mining is one of those things I mean but we obviously sell both so it's like wherever we're impacting we want to make a positive difference Um, I think the aesthetic of wood bikes the smoothness of the ride on wood bikes we have a chart on our website that talks about like the rigidity of all of the different composites that bikes can be made out of and wood is the most absorbent um, and it's stronger than you think all the points that um, take the most impact, we reinforce um, like the handlebars and the seat seat post. And um, yeah, and then we also want it to be a timepiece. Like we think somebody would buy this and want to pass this bike onto their kids. Like it's, if you take care of it, it can really be that long lasting like treasured item. So. That's wonderful. Um,
0: so kind of circling back, I know you mentioned you have children, you have sons. <laughs> Yes. Um, and we're in COVID time, and now you're taking over a CEO of the startup <laughs> company. So for those that are kind of listening and thinking about taking that next step, whether it's in their own career or kind of venturing out um, like you did, do you have any advice for for other um, moms who, who want to take that next step, whatever that is to greatness for themselves in their career?
1: Yeah, I think the... Biggest lessons, the biggest takeaways. I would say I've learned from this last year of my journey is relationships are the most important. I mean, I that's I, I talked about having to in our initial convert um, like correspondence about this about redefining success for me, not having it defined by other companies. And I would say relationships and their wholeness and their transparency and um, vulnerability is so important. And those people in your life. Keep communicating with them. If they come to your mind, give them a call. Um, And I I think step two is don't leave something just because you're frustrated with it. Believe that the doors will open. um, And make steps and put intentions out there. I told Sean at one point, I'm like, I think I manifested this opportunity. He's like, I totally believe in that. (laughs) What do you mean? And I said, well, I mean, I've just wanted to do more with ESG. I, I, I believe in wellness and all of these things. And I'm like, just this opportunity that you're bringing to me just, um, I mean, I've just been talking about it with different people in different ways at different times. And And I, I think not that things just come to you. You do have to work at them, but taking those small steps add up it it, it opens doors. You don't even know or see will open. And I think, um, when you've lived a good amount of life, you've, you've hit disappointments, you know, things, doors have closed, things haven't opened. Some you're really grateful, haven't, and some have broken your heart, you know? And I think it's hard to stay open, um, and continuing to believe in things. If you've been hit with a lot of you know, unmet dreams and unmet goals. And um I think that's my biggest encouragement is stay in tune with your heart and don't be afraid to continue to put it out there.
0: That's wonderful advice. And how has how has it been going, you know, with um COVID and your kids and being the CEO with
1: yeah. that thing? Um... <laughs> um, it's so, I mean it's <laughs> chaos. I I don't, (laughs) I mean, I don't really know how to say it any other way. I mean, thankful, I'm so thankful for the stages we're at. I mean, I have a sixth grader, so middle school's hard to start in COVID time. That's been a, a big learning curve. I mean, we sat side by side and I've like had to be on him about his assignments and emailing his teachers, teaching him how to advocate for himself. Um, And my fourth grader, like, thankfully I'm not kindergarten age where like, they're not doing school unless you're sitting by them. Like, it's just impossible. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. But I mean, there's, you know, I do my best to time block and set intention and be a really good communicator. Like, Hey, mom's got a call. Um, Like now (laughs) I inform them, like, you know, gotta keep it keep it quiet for like the next hour i'll let you know when we're done um and then try to give us all a lot of grace um just i think kindness is one of the hard hardest lessons for me i've grown up being very very hard on myself um I, i i like to achieve i like to um get a lot done and i think i'm learning that a lot gets done even when you're laughing, and even when you're gracious to yourself, and um, it 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 just does, it just gets done. That's such
0: great advice, and it's so helpful for me to hear because you are definitely an inspiration to me and in my <laughs> journey um, with this newborn <laughs> and kind of seeing how you do it all. Um, and yeah, so many times the the grace and the being patient with yourself and not being hard on yourself is so necessary and it's so hard to remember so thank you for reminding us all to do that um how um is is your husband still stay at home or how did that all go
1: with um with him over the years yeah thanks for asking that question so he's he's probably the person I'm most proud of um he, he's just a man of many talents and he went to chef's school here in Denver back in the late 90s and culinary arts has always been his thing and um, he had a restaurant before me, we had a restaurant together. It was kind of catalyst to moving us to Denver. Um, and we decided when we had our kids, we never want him to step back into a restaurant. It's just grueling hours. It's not, not, a family-friendly venture. It wasn't, that wasn't our experience, but we're like, how can we recreate food? Um, and so right now he's a private chef and that's worked really well for us. Um, he's worked evenings. He works evenings um, Monday through Friday. And that's just kind of been one of those nice steady eddies and it keeps his creative juices flowing in that area. And, um, he, so he, he's always kind of had some little side hustle that we're, you know, we're working on. And I'm, I'm really proud of the, the ventures that he started. He's currently, um, we're looking at doing a dog training. He's been dog training since he was in high school and we're, he's been part of a club here. So he's, he's building, a. um, a dog training business as well. So that's, that's fun. So it's, you just do Pam, you make your priorities for the day and you just do. <laughs> I love hearing that. And I love hearing about that relationship
0: with your husband and, and the serial entrepreneurship. That's still kind of continuing because uh, I can definitely echo that in our journey. We're kind of trying to just dis- trying to discover all that and make those decisions <laughs> right now too. Yeah. Um, so it's always good to hear about those successes. Um, Before we sign off, I have one kind of final question, which is what is your legacy? What is the legacy you're creating?
1: (laughs) Well, my legacy is um, I want to leave this world better for our kids. I've been listening to a lot of audio books and podcasts and just YouTube videos of all these people who I remember being young and zealous at 19 of like. Is this planet going to be around for us? And I think it's going to look very different. I'm not a doomsdayer, but I, I think we have a chance now to greatly, um, you know, reduce our waste and reduce um, how how much impact we as humans have on the world around us. And this step into business is, is that for me? And so, yes, I want to leave a financial legacy for, for my kids. That's, um, that's important to me, but more importantly, I want them to say I'm really proud of what my mom built in the business world. And, um, it's, it's, um, I think that's, that's my, my biggest legacy. I want them to say, my mom always treated people right. She always was fair and uh, good, good. And, um, she really made a difference in how we see waste and um, the ways we can make our life sustainable. Thank you, that's wonderful. And what is the
0: best way for people to learn about everything you're doing at Omnitracks and check out wood bikes and electric bikes? Oh my gosh, I wanna go look at it right now, but <laughs> I wish you, I wish we weren't in COVID and you were at my house with awesome bikes right now. But yeah. Yeah, best way for people to stay up to
1: date with everything that you're doing? Um, thank you for asking. Yes. So we have our website up that just went like really live on Wednesday. Like we've dialed in a lot of the final pieces on Wednesday last week. Um, so that's bike, And then we're on all the socials as omnitracks.bike. So Instagram and Facebook are where we're most active. And um, I'm building out. LinkedIn. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love that. And, um, yeah, would, if any questions, feel free to private message me or reach out through our website. I'm happy to connect. And do you guys have any holiday specials going on right now? Well, so we just did a Thanksgiving one that we ended and I think we'll probably do another one right around Christmas. Um, so Just one of the inside scoop of when yeah. I can get my cool wood bike. Um, well, thank you
0: so much. Um, I will leave all those links in our show notes. Thank you so much, Kristen, for our
1: your time today. Yes. Thank you so much, Pam, for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Hey, Mama. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, lawmother.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also be able to get access to my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children to protect them and have that peace of mind. It's all right there at lawmother.com.